Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories. Wise tales from around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you doing? Because I had a day off this week to watch the state funeral of Queen Elizabeth II. It was all very grand. There were lots of visitors from all over the world and lots of flags representing their different countries. The story this week is all about a flag and how it came to be. And that flag is the Welsh flag. It's told by Tiernan Duyeb, whose granddad was from Wales. Tiernan is a storyteller and a comedian. That means he makes people laugh. What a lovely job. So, since this story is about Wales, here's some fun facts. Wales is a country in the southwest of Britain. It has lots of sheep. In fact, there are more sheep than people in Wales. Wales has lots of castles. More castles per square mile than any other country in Europe. Wales has its own language. Welsh, so it's a bilingual country. That means there are two languages spoken in this country, in this case Welsh and English. The children's writer Roald Dahl was born in Wales and his children grew up there. The Welsh people are very fond of the game of rugby and of singing. Now, just before we start our story, can you think of any flags which you know? And if that's too tricky, how about having a think about what you'd put on a flag if you were making one for your family? What colours would you make your family flag? And what would you put on it? Mountains or rivers where you live? Or a picture of your house? Or your pets? And we'll have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. Did you remember any flags or did you design a flag in your head for you or your family? And now it's time for our story, which is dedicated to Patreon member Vincent from Levittown in New York, who's just turned four and has become a super great kids outlet. Vincent's grandpa was a traditional storyteller. Lucky you, Vincent. And now it's time for our story. Are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Then here's our storyteller, Tiernan Duyeb. Wherever you live in the world, the country you're in has a flag. You'll probably have seen it before. It may be a big sports event or on the news. And sometimes they have stripes on, sometimes stars or circles or crosses or moons. Do you have a favourite one? I do. I think the Welsh flag is brilliant. On the bottom half, it's green. On the top half, it's white. And then, right in the middle of all of it, is a big red dragon. How exciting is that? But why is there a big red dragon on the Welsh flag? Well, this is the story from Welsh mythology that explains all. The tale of the two dragons. 
Many, many, many years ago, the king of the Britons was a man called Vortigern, a fierce and sometimes cruel king who was not liked. But Vortigern had the throne and so would demand whatever he wanted, and he got it too. One day, Vortigern decided he wanted a new, mighty fortress for his soldiers. He didn't just want it anywhere, though. Vortigern said this fortress had to be built atop of the mountain of Dinas Emrys. Dinas Emrys is a very steep, very rocky hill in northwest Wales, with its peak 250 feet above the floor. Can you imagine climbing to the top? Many people do, but it isn't easy. King Vortigern knew that if he put his castle on this mountaintop, his troops would be able to see the land and valleys for miles and miles and would be able to spot enemies coming to fight them long before they could attack. So, the king ordered his men to build this fortress on top of the big mountain. Every time they tried, they failed. They would spend all day building stone walls, constructing barricades and fences and huge wooden doors. Hammer, hammer, hammer. Build, build, build. Hammer, hammer, hammer. Build, build, build. At the end of the day, the workers would put down their tools and rest. But by the time they returned the next day, everything they'd built had crumbled to the ground, meaning they had to start all over again. Hammer, hammer, hammer. Build, build, build. Hammer, hammer, hammer. Build, build, build. For days and weeks and months, they tried to build Vortigern's fortress. But every morning, the workers would return and there'd be nothing there but ruins. The king was furious, but he also sensed something must be wrong. Vortigern decided to ask for help from the wise sorcerers. These magical wizards used their powers to work out what could be done, but they told the king there was only one solution. They had to scatter the blood of a child on the ground of Dinas Emrys. But not just any child. A child whose mother or father were from the other world, the place where magical beings came from. So Vortigern sent out his soldiers in search of this child. They marched and trudged to every town and every village searching for one whose mother or father were known to be in some way magical. After many days and weeks and months, the soldiers came to a village where they heard people speak of a magical boy, whose mother was human, but whose father was a demon. His name was Merdin Emrys, or as you may know him, Merlin the Wizard. In years to come, Merlin would help the mighty King Arthur lift the sword from the stone, but that's a story for another day. At the time of this story, Merlin was just a child. The soldiers were meant to seize him, but before any harm could come to Merlin, he explained to them that he knew the secret about why nothing could be built on top of the mountain, Dinas Emrys, and he demanded to speak to King Vortigern. The king was so impressed by a young boy so confident and unafraid of him that he stopped and he listened to his story. Merlin told him that the reason everything that his men built fell down was because inside the mountain were two dragons. One white one and one red one. They were asleep by a lake tucked away under all the rocks and trees. And it was because of their magical powers and their years of fighting that it was causing the mountain to shudder and shake and so destroying the foundations of his castle. Vortigern believed the boy and he ordered his men to dig, 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 deep, deep, deep. Dig, 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 deep, deep, deep. One after the other, they would dig, 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 
deep, deep, deep for days and weeks and months. Eventually, they found their way inside the mountain. And there, as Merlin had described, was a large lake. Next to it, one huge white dragon with large white wings, large white claws and nostrils that you knew would breathe the most ferocious fire. (sighs) And on the other side, a huge red dragon with large red wings, large red claws and a mouth full of fangs that could bite and scorch anyone that came near. Both dragons were fast asleep and snoring very loudly. So loudly that King Vortigern wondered if it had been their snoring that had caused the fortress walls to collapse. But as the king and the soldiers stood around, as if by magic, because it was by magic, the lake began to drain. The water disappeared like someone had slurped it down through a giant straw. And as soon as the last drop gurgled away, both dragons awoke. The king and his soldiers ran for cover, but the dragons weren't interested in them at all. Instead, they glared at each other with rage and flew into the sky to begin a vicious battle, swooping, lashing, scratching, biting and breathing red-hot fire. The red and white dragon fought and fought and fought. Rawr, roared the white dragon. Rawr, roared the red dragon. For days and weeks and months, The two dragons could be seen above the mountain of Dinas Emrys and heard for many miles further away. And then one day, the red dragon slashed with his claw with such strength and blew fire from his nose with such heat that the white dragon fled and was never, ever seen again. The red dragon, now exhausted from its battle, went back inside its mountain lair and fell into a deep, deep sleep. And he is still sleeping to this day. King Vortigern's men filled in the hole they dug. Fill, fill, fill. Scoop, scoop, scoop. Fill, fill, fill. Scoop, scoop, scoop. And then they built up the fortress walls all over again. Hammer, hammer, hammer. Build, build, build. Hammer, hammer, hammer. Build, build, build. And this time, when they returned the next day, the foundations were still there, standing strong. And so King Vortigern got his mighty fortress on top of Dinas Emrys and to show his thanks to the red dragon who'd brought peace to the mountain and stopped it from shaking long enough for them to build their castle, the red dragon was made the symbol of Wales. And that is how, and that is why, the Welsh flag today has a bright red fierce dragon slap bang in the middle of it. And next time you see that flag, you'll know why it's there and you can tell someone else this brilliant story. Thanks very much to Tianan for that tale. If you'd like to see Tianan performing in London, he's hosting a live podcast, Comedy Club for Kids Radio Nonsense Podcast, at 2.30 on October the 26th at the Southbank Centre in London. He's hosting it with comedians Athena Kugblenu and Jos Norris. So, if you'd like to laugh along with Tiernan, do go along. It's time now for me to dig deep into my bag of happies and say some hellos and thank yous. First, I'd like to say hello to Archie from Kingston-upon-Thames in the UK, who is seven. 
Archie loves listening to super great kids' stories with his nana and his dad. And now, I'd like to say a very big thank you to all our subscribers. You're helping us to keep making this podcast. Thank you. So, thanks to new Patreon members from Missouri in the US, Ronan, who is eight, and Griffin, who is five, and mum, Jenny. And also in the US, thanks to Vivian, who is six, and Luke, who is four, and their nana, Ellen, who shares stories with them. And thanks to all our Patreon and Apple subscribers, and to those of you who've given us a one-off donation on Ko-fi. Every little helps, or as my grandma would say, every mickle makes a muckle. If you'd like to give a one-off donation of any amount on Ko-fi, or subscribe to our podcast on Patreon, and get to be a member of our Owlets Club, and get bonus stories, early access, and advert-free, then go to our website on supergreatkidstories.com. Or, to subscribe on Apple and get all of those benefits, including joining the Owlets Club, then go to Apple Podcasts. And thanks very much to Baby Hamster in Great Britain for a lovely review on Apple Podcasts. Now, lots of you've been sending in just super great pictures of our stories. So, thanks to Iris for your super picture of King Mark's ears. I really like it. I love the king's black beard and the chandelier and his golden crown and, of course, his sticking up ears. I particularly like the happy ending in that story. Do you think the king swung from the chandelier at his party, Iris? And thanks to Maddie from Guernsey in the Channel Islands, who's just turned five. Maddie retold her own version of Anansi and the Turtle story. Her story is called The Snake and the Butterfly and there's lots of hissing in it. And six-year-old Sam has drawn a fun picture of Coyote and Spider. I love the way your little spider is hiding up in the corner of the cave and how Coyote is gazing at the spider, fascinated by the different pictures he can see in its web. Thanks very much for sharing this. And George, who is four, sent a lovely picture of Momotaro the Peach Boy. I really like the green ogres. They are super scary with their grumpy mouths and horns. And it's great to hear that you taught your cousins to say Oniwasoto to scare away the ogres. Oh, and five-year-old Rowan has drawn a super great picture of how the birds got their colours. I love the way you've shown all the coloured birds flying next to the rainbow snake in the sky and the colourful clouds and flowers which also share their colours with the rainbow snake. Thanks for sharing your picture with us. And Cooper from Connecticut in the US has sent a fabulous picture of Baba Yaga the Russian witch. That is a great Baba Yaga, Cooper, with red eyes and tusks and a long, long nose. And you've really captured the spooky atmosphere by adding the scary tree with the black goose and the gravestones and the fence of skulls. Just super great. Thanks very much for sharing it. And Arlo, who is six and a half, from Cape Breton Island in Canada, has drawn a magnificent picture of the griffin. Arlo, this is great. So imaginative. I love the scary bird's head and the lion's feet and powerful claws. And all those arms. It certainly doesn't look like a creature I would have the courage to approach and ask a favour from. 
and Aurelia, who is four and a half, has sent in a lively drawing of Anansi and the magic pot. I particularly like Anansi's arms and legs waving around. Really clever. And the jaunty little hat he's wearing too. Just lovely. Thank you. And Izzy, who is four, listens to Super Great Kids stories every night and shared this lovely picture of the magic orange tree with us. It's got such a sense of fun. I like all the oranges growing from the tree and the girl's long hair and shy smile. And is that the stepmother waving her arms around shouting, Scrummy? So good. Thank you for sharing it. And Adeline from Macon in Georgia in the US has drawn a super picture of Baba Yaga the Russian witch. I particularly like the witch's unhappy looking mouth and the fence with the skulls around her little hut. Thanks too for the card you sent. Excellent writing. You'll be able to write your own stories soon. And five-year-old Matty has also been inspired by the Baba Yaga story. Thank you, Matty. I really like the way you've given your witch green and black hair and a green smile and long fingers. Creepy and good. Thanks for sharing it. And Noah, who is five from Mineral Point in Wisconsin, USA, has drawn a great picture of Momotaro the Peach Boy. I like the monkey in the tree throwing pears down at the ogre. I'd like to have done that, wouldn't you? I also like the way Momotaro looks a bit scared, the way his mouth is turned down and not smiling. Thanks for sending this to us all the way across the ocean. And hello too to Katie, Maya and Eric. And Cora from Greenlaw in Scotland has sent a super great picture of Baba Yaga, the Russian witch. Just great, Cora. I can see you've spent a lot of time doing this and carefully colouring it all in. I particularly like the curly fence of skulls and the green sun, which makes the setting seem more creepy. Thanks for sharing it with us. And Levi from Wyoming has posted a wonderful and imaginative picture of the Irish story, The Griffin. Levi. I really like the purple night sky which the griffin is flying through and his wings which look so strong and his lion's body and eagle head and the way he's saying, hey, stop waking me up. Really lovely. It's super great. That's it for this week. If you'd like to see these pictures, they're on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash super great kids stories. And Story Owl has agreed to help me with your pictures. So sometimes on Facebook, you might see that Story Owl has been looking at your pictures and helping me to post them. Thanks to all our subscribers for making this episode possible. And if you're a subscriber in the Owlets Club, I hope you're enjoying the word searches and the storytelling tips and book recommendations. Ooh, and it's just a little more than two weeks until our live Super Great Kids show at the Irish Cultural Centre in Hammersmith in London on Sunday, October the 9th. At the time that I'm recording, Tuesday the 20th of September, there were some tickets left for the second show. Do come along and see us if you can. Looking forward to meeting some of you. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London. Bye for now.